Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me again for another edition of Dustin Can Read. Just a little note before we start, um, for some reason when I was recording this episode, I kept mispronouncing a few names, and I'm awfully sorry about that. But the name of the spider god is Anansi, not Ansani as I start off with. I correct myself later, but it is Anansi. The other is the sky god Niame, which for some reason I call Naimi. I don't know why. <laughs> But that's what happened. My, I got tongue-tied, and that's what I said. So it's Anansi and Niame. And otherwise, just go ahead and enjoy the show. Everybody has a story, Nana used to say when I was younger. Listen to it, and they'll be friendly. Engage with it, and they'll be your friend. I regret taking this major so much. I'm going to become an English teacher, not with this major. Though. I'm not good at school. Yeah, at all. <laughs> Who is like? It's just. Oh. I'm just. I just don't. It does not. Well, no. I mean, I'm really not. Like, I just. It just did not mesh well for me. Really. So. It's fine. I quit that as soon as I got an associate's degree. I was like, I'm done. done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> I might go back one day. We'll see. <laughs> my name is daniel i host a book review show called iron rain of books on youtube and today dustin and i will be talking about the book tristan strong punches a hole in the sky by kwame mbalia coming up next cue the theme <laughs> so you have a long to be read list and you don't know how to proceed just give yourself a break my friend because dustin can read dustin can read Welcome to Dustin Can Read, where I read middle grade and young adult books to help me grow that child that's dying inside of me with every passing day. Just kidding. <laughs> I just like youthful stuff. And, you know, someone else who likes reading books for younger audiences, my guest, Daniel. Hello. <laughs> I met Daniel on Instagram, where he is at iron underscore rain underscore of underscore books <laughs> which is also your twitter handle yes exactly i try to make it as complicated as possible <laughs> <laughs> well we have a lot of the same reading interests and then i discovered that you also have a booktube channel which is on youtube for you layman out there um it's under the same name which is iron rain of books that's iron as in man of steel iron <laughs> Rain is in it rains down exactly. and of books. So there you go. Um, how long have you been? How long have you had a YouTube channel, Daniel? I think it's like five months now. I barely started oh, like a few months ago. Yeah, like five months now. It's crazy. Because I started, first started on Bookstagram it? and I'm like, you know what? I try to do it like twice a week, but, you know, I kind of fall behind sometimes. Well, that's cool. You know. It happens. Hey, I I can't get one of these up twice a month. So there you go. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so since you started your YouTube channel, um, what what have you been your favorite books to read so far? Hmm. I still like the same ones, like vampire, like any type of vampire books. I still stick to for a good and forever. So yeah, still vampire books. Well, I mean, what I've been liking about everything is that I've been introduced to more paranormal stuff. Like, uh, what's that one? There was one book. I still need to read it, but it's called Legendborn. I think, I know it's something paranormal in it, but that looks so good. Like, I'm excited. Yeah, I have that too. I have that book too. Someone gave it to me for Christmas. <laughs> There's going to be a sequel now, apparently. I'm like, I have to read that soon. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Huh. It kind of sounds medieval like a little bit, you know, kind of mystical and medieval. I'm not mm, really sure. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Because, yeah. Well, today, Daniel and I will be talking about the uber long fantasy novel by Kwame Umbalia called Tristan. Tristan. What? I can't say this word. Tristan Strong punches a hole in the sky. <laughs> the first in a series of three books so far. And I say uber long because it's nearly 500 pages long. <laughs> Uh, did the did the link you intimidate know, you as much as it did me? A bit. Well, when I listened to it on an audiobook, I'm like, this book is going fast, right? And then I was just like, okay, this book is taking a while to get finished. <laughs> I like the guy. I, I'm sure you had the same audiobook as I got because I got I I also read it, but also listened to the audiobook to kind of speed the process along. And um, the guy who read yeah. the audio audiobook, the voice actor named Amir Abdullah. He was great. He was. He really was. Like, I don't presence. He had really good, like, characters he brought out. And you could, you know, tell the difference between all the characters, even though you knew it was all him saying. It was, he did a really good job of voicing this. And I want to commend him for that. Yeah. I loved it. I, I felt like he really brought the story to life. Ditto. This book came out in 2019 via Rick Riordan Presents label under the Disney Hyperion Publishing. Um, Rick Riordan, for those of you who may have forgotten or just didn't know, is the mastermind behind the Percy Jackson and the Olympians book series, um, which will soon be a television series on Disney Plus that he's producing. So it's going to be a little bit more faithful than the movies that came out before. Just a little tidbit for you. Thank God. (laughs) So the uh, Rick Riordan Presents label actually focuses on different folklore from cultures around the world. There's the uh, Aru Shah book series by Roshani Choksi, uh, the Sal and Gabby books by Carlos Hernandez, and actually a lot more. There's a lot more. Um, not all of them have series yet, but they're, they're pretty big. Uh, there's even an anthology of stories by all, all these various authors, including um, Choksi and Hernandez and Rick Riordan himself, and it's called The Cursed Carnival and Other Calamities, which I may just have to check that out pretty soon. I don't know. Would you? Oh, heck yeah. Anything to do with carnivals to me, it sounds good. And plus, Rick Riordan, I don't know, the way he writes, because I read Prester Jackson when I was in fifth grade, and so I kind of like grew up with it. It was just, it's just, he has a way of just making you ha- be with the characters like a whole a whole adventure. He's Yeah, he's, he's really good at writing. He knows that subject so well, though. I think he, you know, he went to school for, you know, mythology and whatnot. So he's really, so of course, and I'm sure that Kwame Mbalia knows a lot obviously if you're going to include this much <laughs> in into a book you you have to know quite a yeah. great deal about what you're writing about most definitely so for this book we focus on african and african-american folklore via mbalia's title hero tristan strong on my book cover it notes that um this book won the Coretta Scott King Award for African-American authors that write about the African-American experience for young readers. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, again, it debuted in 2019. So I'm not going to spoil this book. Just give a taste of what it's about while we discuss it. So let's give this setup, shall we?
The book opens and Tristan Strong isn't feeling too strong lately. After a bus crash that killed his best friend Eddie, the seventh grader starts slacking off in school and getting into a lot of fights. It's understandable given that he's dealing with a lot of grief, you know, from losing his friend. His father was a heavyweight boxer, his grandfather too, apparently. So they urge him to carry on the strong family name in the ring. But with his depression and lack of sleep and his feeble appetite, he just can't seem to commit to his first fight. And then he loses. His family makes no effort to shield their disappointment of him. They seem to actually be more disappointed than supportive, in my opinion. So after Tristan's therapist suggests a getaway, he gets into the car with his grandparents on a trip from his Chicago neighborhood to their Alabama farm for the summer, pretty much, not a month, but. On the car ride up, his Nana notices the journal that Tristan keeps in his bag. It was his friend Eddie's journal, the one he kept a bunch of stories in, mainly the ones that they were going to use for a school project. To most people, the journal is pretty average, but Tristan sees this green glowing spider symbol on the cover and the charm that hangs out. And what, you know, it's kind of neat. Um, I think it's a, the charm part is supposed to be a built-in bookmark, I guess. I don't know. At one point on the trip, Nana asked Tristan if he knows what that symbol on the cover means. So apparently she could see the spider symbol that no one else sees, but not the glow, which is weird. It's a little weird. It's okay, but... She explains that the image uh, is of Ansani, an African folk hero. Ansani was a spider that sometimes is a man, apparently, that hated the boring world that he lived in, and he wanted to prove himself to his father, Niami, or Niami, I can't even say his name. Is it Niami? Niami? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's... An, it's Niami? Niami? I think it's Niami. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of hard. It's N-Y-A-M-E. I don't, you know. Anyway, so he wants to prove himself to him and in order to win the possession of, like, stories and fables. So there's, like, this deep... I'm going to do a deep paraphrase because there's there's a lot to Ansani's story. All the stories he has to tell and figure <laughs> out and, like, you know, trick this leopard and trick this spider and yeah. all this stuff. So... It's a lot. Anyway, so Tristan's grandfather thinks Tristan should focus on working and boxing. He thinks reading is useless and therapy isn't for real men, which is another paraphrase. But you get the type that he's just, you know, just hard ass. He's just kind of a jerk in a way. That old school chauvinistic, you know, misogynistic thinking, you know. But his Nana is a gentler soul, of course. (laughs) She encourages him to read Eddie's journal something he's been avoiding since Eddie died, and just when he starts to, he falls asleep in the car. Then he has this dream, and it's of Br'er Rabbit and John Henry arguing under a tree that something bad was coming. Yes, you heard that right. Br'er Rabbit, <laughs> the one from Disney's Song of the South, the controversial racist movie that will most likely never ever see the day light of day again. Yes, that Br'er Rabbit. And... <laughs> Um, I didn't know about John Henry. I I knew like John Henry is an ex-slave who seems to be like this giant almost like he's kind of Paul Bunyan like to me, but you know, he's got a more complicated history. Of course. That was my first thought too. So he awakens from this dream. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He does. He sounds a lot like Paul Bunyan. I don't know. There's something about it because he's got the, you know, Paul Bunyan's got the ax. John Henry's got a, you know, hammer. Anyway. So he awakens from this dream and sees that they are near the Alabama farm. His grandfather is already wanting to put him to work right away. Um, he notices a large tree with bottles hanging from it, and Nana says it's a bottle tree to trap haints or evil spirits. 
She's very superstitious, it seems. And yes, this is very relevant. Later that night, Tristan is in bed trying to fall asleep with the sounds of the country. The silence is deafening when you're used to the buzz of like city life going on, you know, like, you know, people talking and, you know, just the city. It, you know, lulls you off to dreamland if you're used to that. I, I, I sleep with the TV on, so I have to have something, I have to have something going on. But then he hears this noise and someone talking. So when he looks around the room, he sees what appears to be a doll taking Eddie's journal from his backpack. The doll refers to itself as Gum Baby, and she is not pleased with Tristan. Tristan is shocked. Gum Baby is just from a, it's just from a story, right? An Anansi story. Basically, Gum Baby is a wooden doll covered in sticky tree sap, or quote, gum. The doll was placed with yams in its lap in order to entice a fairy spirit to eat from it, and then it got stuck to it. So now the doll is alive and is coming after a kid's journal. What? I don't know. So a chase ensues, and they both end up in the woods under the bottle tree. While trying to get Gum Baby to let go over in Eddie's journal, Tristan starts to bang her up against the tree repeatedly, and eventually a bottle falls and smashes to the ground, sending a shadowy dark figure loose. Then a crack opens in the ground, and Tristan and Gum Baby fall through. Falling, 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 and then mid-fall, Tristan is pr propositioned by the haint shadow thing that he set free accidentally, and give him give the haint the book, and they can rule the world together. Don't help, and Tristan will pay for it severely. Wow, hmm, what choice do you have, right? So Tristan and Gum Baby fall into a rancid-smelling sea, and soon they are chased by evil ships made of bones and various of animal and, and people aptly named bone ships not to worry they are rescued and is soon led to Br'er Rabbit and John Henry as well as other folktale characters Tristan's physical strength and courage are put to the test as they battle for control against the evil Ma'afa a dark presence that wants to consume all of Midpass and Alki and maybe more So, let's talk about the book cover. So I have it right here, and I, have a I, I really like. I actually kind of picked up this book because of the book cover. I was like, "Oh, that looks really neat." You know, I, I love the colors, like the blues yeah. and the purples. And see, that's what I also noticed with his other publishing companies with his books. They're all very colorful, and it's like that's that's what allures the reader in. It's like that cover, it's nice colors and stuff. Yeah, you know, people obviously don't judge a book by cover, but that's really. I mean, if it's got yeah. a bad cover. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. I don't know if I want to read this, you know? Exactly. But I like how it is. I like how the kids on the, the front, you know, and it's a kid. It's not like a 15-year-old, you know what I mean? This is like yeah. a tween, basically. Or he's 12. He's either 12 or 13. He says 7th grade, so that's kind of one of those, you know, iffy years. Yeah. You don't really know how old they are. But um, did it even say his age? I just know he's 7th grade. No. I think he's probably 13. He's got to be oh. at least, yeah, at least, yeah, or at least about to turn 13. Um, it depends on the school or what time you get put in. I turned 13 in seventh grade, so. Yeah, me too, because 14. No, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay, I was just thinking about it right now. <laughs> it took me a Memories. bit for a second. I did not. I hated, se I hated seventh grade. This was like one of the worst years in middle school. Oh, well, uh, 
I had junior high. We didn't have middle school when I was oh, going through. It was junior so high. Now it's middle school. <laughs> they have middle school now, but because they yeah. changed it because junior high was seventh and eighth grade. You went through oh. elementary through sixth grade and seventh and eighth grade was junior high and then ninth through twelfth was I high heard school. about so. that, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so back to the cover. So the cover I like a lot because I, I love these covers nowadays. A lot more look, look are looking like movie posters again. Yeah. Like they used to look. They don't look as corny. I don't know. Something about the, the aughts covers were just kind of images or like yeah. really bright neon color. And it was like, uh, give us something cool looking, you know? Like this. And these get like a really good detail. I love the font too. I don't know. Everything just feels like it's like, I don't, because you know how basically this is just a scene from a book. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel like, oh, they just threw it in. They actually thought of everything. And you know, what I never noticed the, the rip, the hole in the sky. I never noticed that. Oh, I didn't notice it either. <laughs> I've had it this whole like, time. Okay. Well, in the back cover, you don't see it, but there is, um, I guess it's Br'er Rabbit. It's in this back cover. It kind of opens up. So, And on the inside, by the way, you get a whole map of the country of Alki and, Mid- and Midpass. I love it's that. very Middle Earth-like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's kind of cool. You already know I love Middle Earth. I know. I love it. <laughs> you know. So that's cool. Um... What I love about this book is that so Tristan is the narrator of the book, and I really like how he kind of brings the audience along by giving them little side comments throughout the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, uh, you know, kind of like a Deadpool type thing, um, where he's like, let's say when they fell into the burning sea at the very beginning, when they first fall through the hole in the sky, um, he he's like, imagine spoiled milk and hot pennies. Yeah, it's gross. Like, you know what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, I get that, that image in your mind. Yeah. I love when he did that. Cause he was like, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. I like that, though. It brought you along. I like, I like fantasy. See, I can't do normal, like, full on fantasy. So when it comes yeah. to, like, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, it's hard for me because it's, there's no, I guess I need, like, a character to go with into this <laughs> world to follow. So when it's, like, a, a fish out of water type story where it's, like, like this, the characters like introduced from to our the world. world. Yeah. Yeah. Or Harry Potter, even, or you yeah. know, I, mean, I, you know, stuff like that. Um, Narnia, I can totally do Narnia, even though it's in the past. It's like okay, the, the real world meets the fantasy world. I like that kind of thing, you know. No, I yeah, know. yeah. Just... no, no. I get you. I I used to be like that too, and then I watched the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm like, oh, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. To each their own. It's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, yeah, I do I like get his... that because it's actually a bit more easier because like you're learning with these characters so it's just like way more easier i remember when i first read the first lord of the rings book i'm like oh my god it's it's a bit overwhelming sometimes so that's why i'm kind of yeah. scared to read brandon sanderson because brandon sanderson has those high fantasy stuff i'm scared i'm gonna read him one day but like yikes <laughs> intimidate you a little bit right <laughs> like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i like how he has these like you know you know what i'm talking about side comments you know yeah and um and he also makes you know he says he makes comments about all the stuff grown-ups do that kids actually do as well yeah he's like they're not they're not he starts realizing that grown-ups don't have it figured out either and then mm-hmm. they're just flying by the seat of their pants as well which i thought That's, was really neat i think with his narration especially like especially if you're in middle school or you can like i mean anyone can actually relate to this because like you do notice those things growing up like when you see adults that you 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 trust and you just see them do stuff where they tell you oh you're not supposed to do it and it's like but you're doing it but you're doing this you're acting this way you're you're a hypocrite do as i say not as i do like no 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 no. that's not how this works yeah that's not how it works kids 
Um, adults, yeah. I don't know why adults think that works. And every generation, like, did you not remember being a kid? That didn't work. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess with some adults, they just didn't like being a child because they literally have no, like, imagination or anything. Just Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> sad. I, I feel really bad for these people. <laughs> Oh, another good thing that I liked, there was another um, quote that I have from the book that I really like. I'm going to read real quick. When he was talking about, um, he finally admitted that he was afraid at one point. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's And good. they're like, you're afraid? And you're like, yeah. And so he has a quote and it says, speaking the words felt like ripping a bandage off or getting my chest waxed. I assume. Saw a video <laughs> online once. Looked really painful. <laughs> it's, it's just like, oh, okay. He's playful. I like how his character is playful and just matter of fact. And he's, you know, he's somebody. Exactly. What I also like is that he's still a kid. Like, he's not like, because I kind of noticed that with some young adult books, especially, is that they try to act adults like real quick. I like how he's not afraid to acknowledge his age, especially like, I don't know. There's something that sometimes like I love young adult books. I'm sorry. This is just like getting away from it. But um. There's sometimes I I feel like people grow too fast. I'm not talking about like the like where they were forced to, but I'm like people that I feel like sometimes they just try to grow too fast too soon. It's just like you gotta be enjoy your age right there and then. Because I mean time goes too fast and you don't want that. Oh, I I agree. You know, but there's always you know, you're always gonna want what you don't have. So exactly. it's like I can't drive yet. I wanna drive. So you're hurrying up, you know, I'm I'm thirteen and I wanna be sixteen really soon yeah. so I can drive. Exactly. And then once you finally drive that after that first year, the novelty wears off. <laughs> and then when like you're that. then you're like because at first you're like, oh, you know, you tell your parents or whatever, you know, oh, can I run to the store for you? Can I run that errand for you mm-hmm. so you can drive? And then after a year, like, oh, you want me to go to the store? You want me to do what? <laughs> and like, I don't wanna do this. You know, that kind of thing. You know, you don't realize until the anticipation is gone. You're like, oh, wait, there was this thing I missed, you know? <laughs> yeah. I missed the whole anticipation part of it. That's the point, exactly. you know? So that's how I am, like, with TV shows. I like the anticipation. I'm not a big binger. I will binge sometimes. <laughs> but for the most part, I like things spread out week to week. And I'm glad they're going back to that format. So I like to anticipate what's going to happen next. You know, it kind of draws you, you in. You enjoy it more. You just enjoy it. It's like, ooh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. And you can catch up with other people on it. Like, have you caught up? Are you what episode are you on? You know, like, that's <laughs> yeah. always fun talk, you know. But you know, that's the kind of things I like. And, oh, there was another thing he said. Um, <laughs> I don't. I didn't write down the quote from it, but basically, when they're flying through the sky and those like the lasers from the rock, the rock lasers are shooting at them, uh-huh. and he says they were like black like night, and he was there lightning, and he was like nightling. Like he was trying to, and he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm going to trademark that. It's mine now. You can't use it. You can't take it. I love that. I love his humor. It's freaking funny. I'm trademarking that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, like even when it's like a scary situation, he, he even acknowledges he has fear, right? But if it's a scary situation, he knows how to make a little side comment just, just to make it like a comedic relief, you know? Yeah. It's like he's deflecting though sometimes too. Like he yeah. doesn't want to think about some things. Um, especially like when you come to the stuff about Eddie, his, his best friend that died in the bus crash, that which you don't hurt. find about the details about that until way later in the book. But Oh my God. Yeah. It's sad. It's really, and you it's, start looking at their friendship, the more he reveals, you're like, oh my God, they were really like brothers. They were like yes. really close. Okay. Just I'm not going to lie. That just, you know, met in the library and, and that's the kind of friendship you want, you know, it's like the way they started off and how, how on, you know, 
they just knew each other and how involved in each other's lives they were. I'm not going to lie. My first thought for some odd reason was Simon Birch. You've heard of that movie, right? Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Oh. You know, that I don't think of, of Eddie like Simon Birch. <laughs> yeah. <though. laughs> no, 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 not that... like that. But like, you know, like the what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That that was I don't know why that was my first thought. I hate that movie. Tragic. <laughs> it is tragic. I don't Might like as well that. said my girl it's, or, you know. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> the face stinks. Uh, anyway, uh, where his glasses, he can't say. Uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've avoided that Daniel movie so many, Like, exactly. Because I remember watching that movie so many times. I'm like, why am I watching it again? It's good, but it's <laughs> so sad. Good? Oh, my God. I saw that movie. Uh, okay. I'm obviously way older than you. But I saw that movie in the theater as a kid like five times. Oh, my God. You're my friend Bill and I kept going back. That was like when Macaulay Culkin was blowing up, you know? Yeah. And, and we're like, oh, my God. We would just cry. And we're like, why are we watching it's this? It's tragic. <laughs> it's so good, but it's so tragic. Like <laughs> It is. It's Yeah. Oh, I especially mm. hate like when you know what's going to happen, but it still hits. It still hits. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they kept talking about, you know, his grief over losing Eddie and everything. And it just kind of, it kept making you go, oh my God, what happened to this? Like, I realized he lost his friend, but like, what happened in this bus accident? Because there's something going on we didn't know and we found out more. But like, did you ever lose somebody that maybe have set you back? You felt like a little bit, like you just couldn't deal or lose a pet or anything like that, Um, you know? Pets, yeah. All the, like, whenever my, like any of my pets die, it's just like really hard. Like, I remember, was it a couple... It was hard because one time um, we lost our, her name was Pizza, our little Chihuahua. And then a few oh. days later, our family friend died. And that whole month was just so much grief. It just did Ugh. not feel right. Yeah. And like, that's why this book, <laughs> it hurt because it's like someone you love and care for just gone all of a sudden, just like within a second, even though you just saw them like a day ago or two and it's just it's just insane i've noticed a lot more books dealing with grief like losing (laughs) a loved one lately i don't know why it's like within the past few years from all these books i've been reading i'm like if you look at like uh laurian lawrence's the stitchers and her losing her dad and dealing with the grief over that i still have to read it. i feel so bad i got it i have it i want to read it okay well i'm not giving anything i promise i'm not giving anything (laughs) away but you know this from the very beginning of the book oh yeah yeah i read the like (laughs) chapter yeah (laughs) okay but um but yeah she has to deal with that and you know there's other characters like uh, like the hate you give and mm-hmm. there's you know um quite a few things i've written my gosh um i just That's... read show me a sign and she had lost her brother like a year before you know in, in a tragic accident mm-hmm. like oh my god all these books like they're dealing with grief so much more in these books when children's books didn't used to do that right. which i like <laughs> because it's teaching them something like it's okay to process this in your own mm-hmm. way kind of thing you know Especially at that age, because I feel like it's really no one talks about it that much. When it happens, you have to kind of have to deal with it yourself. Like, you have to figure out everything on your own because no one really talks about it. Like, when that's always a topic where it, it doesn't happen until it happens. That's it needs to be actually, brought up more often. Exactly. And you know what? Speaking of grief, is that with this book, I like because there's another book I read called The Bone Houses that also talks about grief. And, and, how it compares to this is that they talk about grief, but it's not like overwhelming, you know, where it's like constantly. And mm-hmm. I feel I'm happy because for that, because personally, I need to be in a certain mindset 
because I there's another book. I'm sorry, I keep just like branching books to books. Is that uh, it's called Battle Royale? I watched the movie a while ago where it's uh, I think it's based in Japan. These students are sent to this island to kill themselves and no kill each other. And I have to be in a certain mindset for that. Like I can't be like, oh, let me just pick it up right now. That sounds really it. stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's a horror kind of thing in a way. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? That's it's. I, I'm the same way. Like there's certain horror. I can do like comedy horror a little bit mm-hmm. easier, you know, or like scream, which is funny, but it's oh, also yeah. slasher, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, when it gets to be like saw or the psychological stuff, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, ever- I kind of have to be, I really have to be within the presence of friends and, <laughs> but, you know, in the right mindset. Cause I just can't do it at home by myself. I just can't do it. <laughs> exactly. Same. <laughs> okay. Um, so did you have, or excuse me, did you know any of the folk tales prior to reading the books? Like any of the characters or the folk tales and stuff? Actually, okay. So I was actually surprised about this. I really didn't know any, which was fine because I'm like, okay, this is fun. But the character, um, God, we said it like a whole bunch of times. Anasi? Is it Anasi? Is that his name? On, I think it's Anasi. Now I'm like thinking, is it Anasi or Ansani? <laughs> Ansani, yeah. It's one of those. I think I, it's Anasi. It's Anasi. Anasi, that's right. right. I was surprised because I'm like, I've heard of this name before. And then they, how they describe with the spider. I'm like, Neil Gaiman did a book called the Anasi Boys. I haven't read it, but I'm like, that's probably the only thing I knew about it. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, where did I put that's kind of neat. I didn't know anything about that. that oh, that's kind of cool. He's done a lot of mythology stuff, though, too. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Because when they like when they were talking about the spider, I was just like. That makes oh. so much more sense. I haven't read it though, but that's the only thing I knew. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I like that. Anyway, um, yeah. So I knew about Br'er Rabbit and mm-hmm. Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear because of the Disney Song of the South thing. I'd seen that well when I was a little kid. Little, you know, they don't have it anywhere anymore. Yeah, I, and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of. It's just the reason why it's got really bad negative stereotypical racial mm. depictions you know but you know they had the ride the log cabin ride at you know it's a it's a based around brer rabbit and everything and it's old you know it's it's a real thing wait is and that I a knew, thing on disneyland is it disneyland yeah it's a disneyland and disney world okay yeah. oh you know what you're talking about yeah yeah that's 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 what that is from that um it was included in the movie as kind of like a short type of thing mm-hmm so I knew about that and, and then I kind of knew about John Henry a little bit. Um, I vaguely remembered it. Uh, it was about him being a slave and how he had to work on the rails, on the rail building rails for the railroad, mm-hmm. um, after being freed or, he, you know, I'm the other version I saw was he was falsely imprisoned basically and made to work on the rails, which I, I wouldn't doubt. I would not yeah. doubt. Of course. Especially, yeah. Um, then apparently some big drill came along that could do all their, you know, everybody, you know, drilling in the railroad spikes and they could do it a lot faster. And he's like, I can challenge that drill. And he beats the drill apparently. And then he dies of exhaustion afterwards. Oh, yeah. So oh. that's his legend. And I'm like, well, wow, that's great. Depressing <laughs> like, <dang>. much. <laughs> yeah. And we meet tall John or, or high John, excuse me, not tall John, high John. And he kind of also sounds like a similar type character in a way. And uh, like a Paul Bunyan type because yeah. Paul Bunyan had Babe the Blue Ox and Tall John or High John, damn it, High John, <laughs> um, 
has this big freaking crow like <laughs> that he yeah. brought, you know and i'm like yeah a lot of a lot of african and african-american even stereotypical depictions are in this book but it's written by you know a black guy so it makes sense so my first thought was actually was paul bunyan did paul bunyan copied was it tall john was that or like was which it, one came first right yeah, yeah it's like so, chicken and the egg type thing because my first thought was paul bunyan because i remember reading that like in fifth grade where like this big man with his ox just walking around the world and doing stuff. That's all I remember. <laughs> I never him. understood it either. I'm, I'm like, yeah. that's all I know of Paul Bunyan. He was like, big and he's huge. Like, what happened to him? Like, is he the guy <laughs> from that, like, that, what's it, paper tissue commercials with the red freaking um, flannel Ronnie. shirts? <laughs> exactly. Was, I was like, is it him? Like, who is he? I did used to think that was Paul Bunyan. Right? Yeah, when I was a kid. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I enjoyed learning about these stories, though. You know, there's yeah. a lot of them I didn't know about. And I was like, is this real? And I would go and kind of, you know, Google it or, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. go, oh, yeah. Okay. Like the uh, Anansi. Like, I didn't know about the Anansi spider and all that stuff. And I liked the, you know, the whole tie-in to Gum Baby. And I love Gum Anansi... Baby. I love Gum Baby I did so too. much. <laughs> I did, too. Um, well, let's go into that. Like, who was your favorite character of the whole Gum thing? Gum Baby. Or, you know, Gum Baby completely? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I agree. Like- cover for the third book i think she is okay i was looking at the book covers i was like i was afraid is it gonna spoil me but i'm like you know i i'm still gonna read them either way but i think she's in the third book cover okay good that's good but yeah i like gum baby too and i like the way he depicted her as his voice as amir abdullah depictor the voice it. <laughs> it was really cute and but you know i'm like you know what i could see if they made this into a movie and they had a gum baby and they needed somebody to voice gum baby I mean, it would be funny. His voice would be great. He would do great with that. Yeah. But I could to- yeah. if they wanted to go for like a female voice, I could totally hear Wanda Sykes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't think of Just that. Just being like, I- gum baby, I'm doing your <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I need to read the rest, but um, gum baby has to be my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I, but I also, I loved... Um, I did like Tristan, I think, the most, actually. He, I think he was a really good protagonist. Like, you know, I, I loved his narration, you know, and everything that happened. And and he did have that Percy Jackson feel to him, though. Like, at certain points, you're like, yes. my destiny is calling, you know? like, and, <laughs> like Oh, my God. I loved it because he was cheesy as well. Because I'm like, you know, they had those, like, little cheesy lines where he kept saying his family's mantra. I don't know why I find that cheesy. Like, tr- uh, strong, keep punching. Strong. Like, yeah i'm like oh that's cheesy but you know i love it i dig it yeah i like that too i was yeah i like um yeah he kept doing that and then he would he would not let that go would he Mm -mm. but there were a lot of like fights in this book (laughs) i know there were a lot of fights but i also liked like the um the humanoid characters that were, mm-hmm. you know, animals. I like that thing. It kind yeah. of gave you a Narnia feel to it. Oh, yeah. I was, was it, well, the book in general to me was like, okay, first we're going to start off with a little bit of Wizard of Oz because instead of going to Aunt Em and Uncle Henry's, we're going to Grandpa Grandpa and Nana's. Right. Their farm. I you never know. thought of that. I, there's so many influences here. Oh, my God. My first thought was and actually Alice in Wonderland. And then Gun Baby in place of a white rabbit for Alice in Wonderland. That's what and I was follows, thinking. Yeah. And then falls through the hole and goes into mm-hmm. basically, quote, Wonderland. And then he basically falls into Narnia or Middle Earth. It's kind of one of the same in this. Yeah. Um, but you have the talking animals, so it's a little bit more. You know, I love that. Um, and also, it's the whole thing altogether feels like the never ending story. I've never seen it. 
You've never seen the Never. I refuse to watch it. My sister says a horse dies, or someone dies, or a dragon dies. I don't know who. He gets he gets sucked into the mud. It's like this mud pit thing, like quicksand. It's like quick mud. And no, thank you. I'm in. good. <laughs> I'm good. That's I like a devastating it. thing. It's like one quick scene, but yeah. um, it's based on a book. But the first movie and the second movie are basically the entire first, the first whole book of the Neverending Story. They I kind just of split some up of the book. I know just know some of it also from Stranger Things with that weird random scene when they were singing. The song. They're singing yeah. the theme song. <laughs> that was yeah. so random. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me a lot of that, except everything in this is with an African cast, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. I was wondering, I was wondering, I was like, is there ever going to be? And no, there didn't, which I thought was neat. And yeah. you know what else I also liked? My, another favorite part about this, that I loved how there were so many women warriors in this. Yes. It was just. It reminded it so cool. me so much, like, like let's say, um, what's her name? Uh, Thondaway mm-hmm. of The Ridge. She's mm-hmm. the Ridge Princess or whatever, but you didn't find yeah. that out until later. But she shows up and she's got a spear. She's, you know, got this huge cloak on. She's Total very badass. much you know, a guard. And I'm like, is she from Black Panther? Like, <laughs> Right. Because oh she God. sounds like Okoye, I think that's her name, mm-hmm. uh, from the Dora Milaje, you know. Um, but yeah, she. I just like, I pictured her at, in Black Panther almost, except she had mm-hmm. more, more cloaks, you know. Yeah. That's what I saw. And I was like, oh, but she's apparently a teenager, I guess, too. Is she a bit older than him? Yeah, she's like 15 okay. or 16. Okay, I was thinking, because when I was reading this, I'm like, she's way more mature than him, that's for sure. But like, is she older? I'm pretty, yeah. And the same thing I asked about Ayana. How old was Ayana? I don't know. I, Who's the pilot they, we meet did, in the raft? Yeah. Did, did they mention their name? Uh, their age? I don't think so. But I, don't I, I thought that, of yeah. like, I was like casting her too in my head. I was like, mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer. That's Ayana to me. I love Kiki Palmer, yes. <laughs> Yes. She has that, you know, she's just kind of, you know, she's sarcastic and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, playfully, you know, mean in a way. I don't know, yeah. I just see it. I see her kind of being badass too. And you know what I also liked about this is that all the women characters were written so well. Because you know how some male authors don't know how to write women characters for some reason. They write them all awkward and different yeah. and then fragile for well, some reason. It becomes... I think because they sexualize them too much. Yeah. That's the problem. And, and it's just like, okay, but this is like written so well. It's just, felt, everything feels so natural, especially like the friendships in here. It's just, it's so well done. Yeah, it is. It's really well done. And, you know, I, I realized at one point I was like, everybody on this raft is a female except for Tristan. Mm-hmm. Especially toward, when they start going on their mission, basically it's Ayana and then it's Chestnut, the, the you know, the bunny. And oh, adorable. you got, you know, yeah, I love Chestnut. Chestnut's so sweet. And then Gum Baby and then Tristan. And then it's there's oh, like hardly okay. any man in here. Yeah. I did. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. There's like hardly any. Yeah. I'm fine. There's with that. like, you know, Hi, John and John Henry mm-hmm. and then Niame. That's his name. Niame. Oh, my God. I thought I said it. OK. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a Niame and, you know, and Anansi at some point. But. And then, you know, and then you looked at all that, that high council when they were in the mountains or whatever. I can't remember the name. It's the Ridge, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was female. The ancestors, for the most part, were female. Yeah. And the you know, the translator or the woman who brought her back, I don't remember, the, di- the diviner, whatever, was female. So everybody was female. I thought that was cool. And I like that. I like, I like, I'm, I'm all about girl power, so. Same. Me too. It's, it's. I like it. There's something about it, especially the way he writes it in here. It's just that. You feel it, like you feel that, that, like you said, the girl power. Like it just, and just it's so like, and awesome it's not forced. 
exactly and like they're badass and intelligent and smart and it's just because i noticed with some young adults again some of young adult books they only have female characters as one or another thing they're either either can kick ass but are not that smart or they're smart but they can't kick ass you know yeah yeah and these yeah. all these female characters in here can do everything i agree i agree with that wholeheartedly but I also like how Tristan came into his own power as it went on. Like <laughs> I said, he was very much kind of Percy Jackson-like. But, um, you know, he started figuring things out, which I liked. And like, oh, I could trick him this way or I could do this, you know. And yeah. The only thing I have to say is this book was so freaking long. <laughs> I agree with you. I At first, I was like, okay. I, I was actually shocked because when I was listening to the audiobook, I was like, this is happening super, 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 super fast. And then I'm just like, Oh, I have four more hours left. Okay. <laughs> like, I thought this <laughs> kept... was almost over. <laughs> yeah, because it, it kind of feels like it's like a short story, but then it keeps going and going and going. I'm like, okay. I didn't mind it. I just like, I was just kind of like, okay. I just usually... think a few, of the, a few of the scenes and stuff were drawn out a little too much. Like, okay, okay can yeah. we just move this along? Thank you. Why, yeah. why did we have to go back here to do this? You could have totally written this out. That's right. Yeah. You know, for the most part, I thought it was really it was really well done. I thought it was mm-hmm. like mapped out. It was a full universe he created, and you know I thought that was really neat. Um, it, you know, I, I think it's just a little intimidating for a, it's basically a middle grade book. It's supposed to be, and I'm like, this is almost five hundred pages long. It's it's I don't know. Yeah. Middle grade me wouldn't be able to. Do it. I guess it's because you know, kids today. I don't know. Are, yeah, also maybe they can because it kind of reminded me of Inkheart because that book is a bit thick. <laughs> is Inkheart mm-hmm. middle grade, right? I think it's kind of one of those ones you're like, I think it was supposed to be middle grade, but it ends up just like this. I think it's a little more mature yeah, than middle grade, some, but they, they kind of have some scary scenes in this book. I'm like, uh, I personally would just die, just drop dead right there. But then I have to go back and look back at Harry Potter and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Harry Potter had like the snake, the basilisk or whatever you had, you know, Oh yeah, when they were trying Harry to murder him poisoned. in basically part three, <laughs> they were trying to murder him in almost every book. So yeah. it's like, Okay, well, it is kind of mature in a way, you know, yeah. and, and the, the books matured as he got older, but I don't know. I just, and then Percy I just Jackson, a little long. they almost get killed all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wow. I agree with you. It's a, it's a bit too lengthy. <laughs> are this, hold on. I don't know about the second and third book. Are those shorter or? Yes, they are. I think okay. this, I think this might've been so lengthy because it's introducing you to the, the entire world, world of Alki yeah. and Midpass and whatnot. Well, speaking of the, the sequels, you said you might read the sequels now. You think oh, you're going to go ahead and do I'm that? I'm definitely going to read them, yeah. The paperback of the second one is going to be released soon. And, you know, I'm on a budget, so <laughs> I got to get it. Uh, because the second well, and third book... Get, I, I got the audiobook the, via the uh, the library for free. Did you do that? Libby? Oh, my God. I haven't checked. I'm so stupid. Yeah, the Libby. I know <laughs> yeah. this one. I think the second one might be on Libby as well, I think. Okay. Don't quote okay. me on that. But <laughs> I'll definitely <laughs> But the second... It. Yeah. The second book is titled Tristan Strong Destroys the World. And the third one, which is coming out, is Tristan Strong Keeps Punching. So, obviously, I read something that the Haint is basically the the antagonist throughout all the book series so far. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he didn't really quite destroy it. Mm -hmm. That whole scene was kind of... I won't get into that because I don't want to give it away, but I, I kind of was like, what had just happened? That was pretty easy. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I thought I was the only one. I was like... Okay, and then this happens, and this... It's like, it kind of reminds you of that thing, like, especially in, like, horror movies, like, okay, the killer's not dead just yet, right? And then it just finishes up like that. I'm like, 
And you're like, oh, I okay. guess so. No pop-up? Maybe, no maybe this explains scene? how the sequel gets made. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. They left things open-ended. You know, it's kind of, you know. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's some there's some loose ends to the end of this. But there's some really mm-hmm. cool things that happen, too. Um, I, I thought that was kind of neat. The ending was pretty solid, I thought. Even if it was just a one quote one punch book um <laughs> you know it, it could have been i know and, but uh you know the ending i thought was pretty neat and I, I liked how it wasn't like a dream or something you know and yeah or like i don't know if i came back or if i went somewhere or not you know kind of like wizard of oz but right. it's good enough to want to talk about so i yeah. like that aspect of it and i would like to see either a big screen or a television series adaptation of it I, um that's the reason why i read a book and i'm like oh who could play them in the movie i'm so bad about that like same um you know and but i do i do believe in reading books read the books first guys if you can <laughs> um it lasts longer it lasts longer in your head you know and then you'll be able to like oh wait is this right or wrong better just, description you know. too <laughs> yeah exactly you know there's a lot of more information you get from the books that you just can't see on the screen anyway i think that's pretty much it um so thanks for reading this with me, Daniel. Um, Thank you. I, we definitely both zipped through this. So I had to. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I don't know why I gave myself a week between books. I'm like, <laughs> I've got to get this book read. But thank goodness we both had the audio book and yeah. the regular book, you know. Um, so that helped me speed read, basically. <laughs> so again, Daniel can be found on YouTube. Just look for Iron Rain of Books on there. If you check out the show, you know, you can check out my show notes and you'll, I'll, I'll put the links and everything for your social medias and your, you know, YouTube and everything on there. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. So be sure to su- subscribe to him on his booktube. So anyway, as you are aware, Daniel, at, <laughs> while having a YouTube channel, um, it's nice to receive comments from friends and people who have watched it. So give him some feedback on YouTube. Please, and please I would do. Also, yes, I would also <laughs> appreciate feedback in the podcast. Um, so you can follow me on at Dustin underscore Holden or on, uh, Instagram at, that's at Twitter and on Instagram on at Dustin can read. You can also email me at Dustin can read pod at gmail.com. And if you're feeling generous, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Dustin can read and you can leave me a little tip. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure though, but I will appreciate it. A coffee is a must though. <laughs> yes. So you need to start that up too. And you know, I would like to thank you again. It was great. Go thank check you out for his YouTube me. page. Awesome. Thank you so much. I am so excited you came on. But that's it from us here. And until next time, Dustin can read. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>